Hello. 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 It's us. It's us again. <laughs> it's us. Here we are today. In case you didn't know. We're here for you. Always and forever. <laughs> happy uh, Valentine's Day, Stephanie. Happy Valentine's. I got a really cutie Valentine from you and I loved it. I'm sorry Thank that I you. didn't send you a Valentine. That's okay. That's okay. That's it's it's no thing. It's weird, maybe to no, some that I send them out. It's not. I got. I I love getting them. I got one from my sister too, and I really love that. I got one she, from your sister too. They're, it was really good. She sent you maybe the best one I've ever seen. It was so beautiful. My mom saw it and she was like, "Did she make this?" And I was like, "Yes." <laughs> They're very talented family. Oh, she sent me one that said best wishes. <laughs> um, yeah, what a special day. I I ate a lot of chocolates, I'll tell you what. I ate and... a lot of M&Ms. Ooh, oh, a classic. Yeah, they were uh, pink, red, mm. and white. Oh, just like. Just like we used to give out in the little mini packets mm. in school. I loved those, but I was such a, f- a little chub chub girl that I would treat them like a single shot. Like oh, that's yeah. what shots were to Toss me. Toss them Just back. Do- yeah. Well, that's Throw like M M&M and M minis. M and M minis like oh. literally came in like a shot, a shot glass. glass. Yeah, too. exactly right. You just shoot them back. You could and it wasn't satisfying to eat like two at a time. You had to have just a mouthful of them in order to get the yeah. full effect. They were like the nerds of M and M's. Yes. You had to keep smashing them into your mouth. Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Candy. I mm. Food. I really Ugh. can't do candy anymore. I'm in the zone of where I'll go to the store. You know, once every like two weeks or something. And there I'll do like maybe one or two freak out purchases where I'm like mm-hmm. ice cream Ugh. or like a you Mike and Ike. Ooh, that's fun. And then I'll get home and eat like two and then be like, no, and throw it all away. Just waste, waste it. <laughs> no. Because I'm trying not to do that, not to get on that uh, sweet train. I tried to trick myself into eating less candy by... Instead of like buying all of my normal gummy candies, I just the only candy I have in the house is gingins, which are just like spicy I, oh, ginger yep. chews. But now I'm, I'm just familiar. like, well, gingins are just my candy now. <laughs> I, I have gingins in my childhood bedroom from like 15 years ago. Oh, they're so good. They are good, but after a while, you're gonna you're gonna discover that eating nothing is better than eating a gingin. If it's not what you want, you'd rather not even have one. That's true. When I'm craving candy, it is like I have to mopily force myself to be like, I guess I'll have a gingin. Yeah. I'll be like, yay. But when you're in the mood for one, they're great. When you're like, I want to hit the spot. They do. Warming thing. My thing is when I want candy or any food, I just slam a seltzer. (laughs) I just drink a seltzer as fast as I can. Than what I do. Well, I get very full on seltzer. Yeah. Um, and then late at night, sometimes I'll be like, you should make spaghetti. So it doesn't always work. That's not, that's also not the same. The seltzer and spaghetti diet is, um, <laughs> it's like a seventies cookbook 
diet. Yeah. It's really not working out the best. But I'm yeah. Listen, be it. easy on yourself, everyone. Yeah. Do what feels good and right. Have a to Crisco you. duels with me. Yeah, Robin's Robin's drinking and it's like this is like candy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think this is kind of a new thing for our listeners is that you've been dueling this whole oh, time. Oh, right, guys. I don't think you know that I a quarantine thing that has happened over the last year is that I really love O'Duels now. Yeah. I also do drink actual alcohol once in a while, but it started as me just trying to drink less. And then I actually grew quite fond of the taste of the O'Duels. And mm. so now I just drink them for fun because I like them. <laughs> she does. More than more than once I've heard in the background like ordering groceries Zach just being like should I have some cases of duels and you just being mm-hmm. like yeah all right like it's mm-hmm. nothing like it's normal they taste is. so good they taste really good and like you know not that like I I drink them more than I would be drinking al- actual alcohol like you if I were like a soda like a soda like if I weren't like drinking this right soda. now like I wouldn't be dr- I wouldn't be having a beer but you know it's it's I gotta say they're really tasty. I they don't I'm even taste like to, beer. They just taste like soda. I'm gonna wait and and have my first crisp duels with you. I'm so excited. Day. We're yeah. gonna have such a picnic. Mm. Ooh, Listeners, you tell me what to get because I'm setting up my house for a summer of fun. Your girl's got a fire there. pit, adult swimming pool, adult mm-hmm. size swimming pool. Yeah, two lawn chairs a hose mm-hmm. i'm probably gonna get a sprinkler of some kind slip and slide i think you should get um a badminton net and oh that's quits. a good idea i'm gonna get the ping pong table and put it in my basement yep from my parents house i think even though that... lord knows i'm no good at a ping pong no who is you know there's so um, many people. I'm gonna bring think... all of the weird Carnival Day activities Great. and other lawn games. Great. Those are all coming to the house. I had a superior when I was working at Squarespace. I will told his name. I'm doing this because he went on a business trip and never came back, and that's how he quit. Wow. He was a pink. Uh, if I'm remembering this correctly. An Eastern European ping pong champion. Oh my god. And there were photos of him from like the 80s with like, you know, ping pong awards and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I miss that guy. Oh, <laughs> That's all. I mean, when was the heyday of ping pong? Was it the 80s? I don't know. I don't know either. I don't know. I don't- to me, it has always seemed like a young sport. You know, like I it want was them only to make a Queen's Gambit of ping pong. Oh, I would love <laughs> like the bros, the bros double down. Yeah, there's. I mean, yeah, yeah, that's what I want. Ugh, I do. I do want to know a little bit more about it. I am curious about badminton. Also, badminton is such badminton. a forgiving sport. It just. It it glides so slowly. It feels like it's in, uh, for everyone. Cider Mill School, me and Jamie Ringle decided to cut the rest of class after gym so that we could do we could do the world record for most badminton hits in a row. 
Did you get it? I don't did you know. get the record? I don't know. I remember us thinking we did. Were you doing it so you could go on Figure It Out? I don't know what that is. Oh, okay. We were figure definitely it doing it to get out of math. Oh, okay. We didn't want to Fig- go to Mr. Nixaji's class that day. Oh, he was a good man. I love Mr. Nixaji. Um, I openly passed notes in front of him the entire year he was my math teacher. He was like eight feet tall. That's and he all never even cared. Um, Figure It Out was a Nickelodeon show where if you were a kid with a talent or like a world record, you would go on and celebrity guests, quote unquote, would have to guess like a fill in the blank thing. And the answer was like whatever your talent was. So, so they like these like f- make snap judgments about you based on like no clues would come out. Clues oh, would come okay. out on a conveyor belt, and they would have to fill in the blank. So it would be like like made world's largest rubber band ball, and like a clue would come out that would be like a ball, you know. And they would have to get. They wouldn't be that obvious, but you know. Um, and huh. I feel like a lot of there were a lot of world record pursuits as children that were, that must've been in a bid to get on the show. I mean, you, you know, this, us doing this podcast, by the way, this is, that's the spirit. Welcome. Welcome Welcome to our pod. It's about spookalies. And I, I don't know about you, but my, my favorite world records were always the disgusting ones Mm. and the horrific ones. Like woman grows, five foot long nails oh yeah um yeah stuff like that man yeah. with the most skin in the world oh you know you i don't know if that is one, one but somebody's got it somebody is. alive right now is the world's has yeah. man most most skin on a living man somebody has that right now who knows if he even if he's aware of of that being true for him that he's a uh Oh, I would think record he's holding know. genius in that way. Yeah, I love the gross ones. I love like you know, I love and ones that aren't even gross, but just like world's longest hair, that kind of just like natural phenomenon type of things. That is kind of gross to me. It's a little bit gross, but it's also fun. Like how how did it be- how did it come to pass? You got to think of the history of that hair. Never cut, I guess. I don't know. Never even like endangered. I don't know. I don't know how if your hair gets that long, how do you keep it from breaking? Let know? me ask a question. Yeah. Or I think it's actually admitting something. I don't understand hair as a concept. Mhm. Okay. You I'm can I think, follow me here. Okay. That when you, when I brush my hair and like lots of it comes out and then, you know, I got a little flyaways. How does it ever grow longer if it's constantly breaking and I'm ripping it out, it out myself? How, how, how? Good question. And I'll say, I'll tell you that sometimes it just doesn't, it just won't grow longer than where it breaks off. I think I'm in that stage right now is that my hair won't grow longer than this. Yeah. But I don't, if you, if you pull out one hair, does it grow? Does this start again from the beginning Mm -hmm. in that same spot? I think it does. How does it catch up to the rest of the hairs? Um, it, it just, it, it'll be shorter than the other hairs. I know, but it doesn't seem like it is. 
I mean, I, my, I have so many little baby flyaways that whenever I'm at the mirror and I get into a good stare and I'm just staring deep into my hair, looking for grays and stuff, like I'll just like once in a while, if there's like a really stupid looking flyaway, I'll just pluck it out because yeah. I'm like, I can't deal with this. Like it's taken over my whole head. It's just pointing straight up at the sky. Yeah. And what am I to do with that? I just, yeah, I don't know. I'll never understand. Some of my, when, when my hair started growing back from like nothing, like it was so uneven that some of it was like half an inch and some of it was not even like grown in yet. Back, uh, back hair, hair on the back of your head grows faster than the top of your head. Yeah, like my like bald bald spot area right on the crown of my head grew so slowly. Yeah. Mm. Everything else was so much faster. The fontanelle. I know that my my precious Your baby fontanelle. fontanelle. Yeah. I Maybe it is because fontanelle. that's that's the weakest part of the skull. Perhaps. Yeah. Who knows? It Who felt knows? like it. Mm. Ooh, baby. Wow, wow. Well, everybody wow. Um, thanks for listening. <laughs> that's all we thanks have. Thanks for joining for you. us. Um, email just us kidding. about Fontanelle. Just kidding. I forget just who joking. went first last time. Well, I did a haunted statue and you did some really cool New York mansions. I feel like me, maybe I, wait, I really don't, I don't know. remember. I feel like I, I maybe went first. I feel first. like you went first last time. Yeah. And I'm going to go first now. And it's your turn now. It's my turn now. Now it's well, your turn. Well, let me think real quick about if anything haunted happened to me this week. Oh, yeah. Hmm. Well, we had some, some reports of uh, people going missing in the Russian mountains. <gasps> That's right. Mm-hmm. And then we had three guys, three friends found on a deserted island in the Bahamas after 33 days living on rats and coconuts. And this, this news broke, I think, within 24 hours of each other. What if, what if the guys that went missing teleported through space, lived on the island? I do think this is an example of, of uh, the universe balancing itself out Mm -hmm. being like one Disaster must occur in order for three stranded rat eaters to be alive today. <laughs> Ugh. I was the uh, scary I... thing about that Russian one though is that it's in the same spot as a previous mystery killing. Yeah. The famous Dyatlov Pass. Yeah. Yeah. Um I that is so scary to me. I also I already told you this, but listeners I had a moment where I became my own sheet ghost when I I awoke in the night and had to walk around because I had a leg cramp and it was cold in the room. So I tossed a blanket plumb over myself, my whole body Mm. and was like kind of pacing around trying to get my leg cramp to go away and realized that I just looked like a sheet ghost just truly dancing in the dark in the middle of the room in the night. Yeah. That is what Bruce been... really meant when he wrote Dancing in the Dark. Oh, maybe he did. He was in the news this week for a bad reason, too. Oh, no, really? Yeah, DWI. 
<gasps> Ooh, what are you I doing, boss? I did not hear What's about up, boss? that. What's up, boss? He's not just a driving example. all over the tri-state trying to get a vaccine, probably. He honestly was probably just like, you know, maybe he took too many vaccines. <laughs> we we <laughs> don't know. Double vaxxed. Ugh. We don't know. Oh, wow. man. Yeah. Ugh, well, that is well, unfortunate. Boss, That's if you have a problem, we do want we do want you to get help. But if you just boss, did a bad choice, you gotta you gotta think twice. We uh, we urge you to phone a friend or yeah. a loved one. Or I know it's you know it's a little scary the idea of taking an Uber, but you know if it comes down to drinking and driving or just not going anywhere, just maybe just don't go anywhere. Bruce, you're beloved. You you probably got a a billion people it'll give you a free ride mm-hmm. just think about that Have if bruce springsteen on. called me and said he was drunk and needed a ride home i mean what I, are you gonna say when Norain would stop would not stop me i would i would be I there care. i'd say give me 20 minutes no matter where yeah, it was I, I gotta say i feel like Mm, if if almost anyone called me and said they were drunk and needed a ride home, I think I would be like, okay, I'll figure yeah, that's it out. True. But, but if like a yeah. stranger, if honestly, yeah, actually, if a stranger called me, I'd be like, I'm going to help. Yeah, I would help. I might not go pick them up myself, but I would definitely help. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You gotta help. You gotta help a person in need if they it's ask true. for your help. It's true. Um, Do you have a spooky scary for me? Let me tell you something. I went um, really weird with this week's episode research. Um, I I went back to my roots, and I was trying to find skeletons. (gasps) And I got into a real hole, and it's not a fun hole to be in, Mm -hmm. of skeletons that were found inside of buildings, like... Oh, wow. And walls. So I'm yeah. going to share a couple of these. Ooh, okay. This one's actually from 2019, but I don't think we covered it. Okay. Tower of London Mystery. What? They're still discovering mysteries in the Tower of London? This is After a poorly worded uh, thing. But yeah, this is a mystery. Tower of London, complete skeletons of woman and child found under floor at infamous medieval prison. So, 500-year-old skeleton (gasps) of a woman and child have been discovered at the Tower of London. I guess they were unearthed near a chapel at the, you know, infamous former prison. Um... They're the first to be found there since the 70s. And I think, like, it's not as normal to find the bodies just, like, under the boards of the Tower of London. I think they were just, like, kind of out when most Whoa. of them were found. So the yeah. Tower of London, I don't know. I mean, we've, we've covered it a little bit. There's that uh, bear ghost that lives there mm-hmm. and a couple other friends. It's nearly a 1,000 years old. And... This was where they would take people that were accused of treason and execute them. All six of that one Henry's wives, oh, Anne sure. Boleyn, Catherine Howard, mm-hmm. were beheaded. All the ladies. In the 16th century. Yeah. All the, all the single ladies were beheaded there. 
Um, experts at historic royal palaces, which oversees the Tower of London, announced that they discovered these two skellies in a blog post, which I just, I, that's fun. Archaeologists <laughs> uncovered the remains during ex- excavations outside the entrance of the Chapel of St. Peter at Vincula. Uh, and let me tell you, it's just a regular skeleton, except for that they think that the woman was maybe sick. And also, like, mm-hmm. what's a kid doing there? So yeah. the work involved digging beneath parts of the mortar surface that was once the floor of King Edward I's lost chapel, which burnt down in 1513. So I guess it was this was these bodies were like refurbished on top of. They wow. were found lying on their backs facing up and were aligned with their feet facing east. And due to the presence of coffin nails and positioning of the skeleton, they do think that they were buried in a coffin, but then like immediately boarded over, which is strange. Mm. That is um, And the child probably was just wrapped in a blanket uh, before being buried, but they're not sure if the woman was embalmed. The weirdest part about this so th- they were probably buried between 1450 and 1550 mm-hmm. and uh, 80. It's unlikely, that, obviously AD, that the pair were related to each other, they said. Really? Which I would think the opposite. So they weren't mother and boy. It, well, their reasoning is that they were buried at different times, but you could just be related and buried at different times. So Hmm. I don't really know. Yeah, I feel like they should maybe do a quick DNA test. I don't even know. I don't know. The woman was between 35 and 45 and the child was seven. A skeleton shows signs of chronic back pain, don't we all? Oh, join the club, girlfriend. Yeah, and uh, no signs of violent death. So the... The theory here is that they lived and worked within the grounds. Okay. And then were buried them. And that's horrifying to me because like if like imagining in before this time, just like going to the office that I work at and then like getting buried at the office, <laughs> I'd be so upset. No. Being like, I, well, she died doing what she loved, working. I'd be so upset if I was there Let's forever. Bury her here. And they built a floor on top of me. Yeah. Yeah. I don't want to think about it too much. So that's that's one. And my internet's being a little bit slow, but I'm trying to pull up my next article. Uh, Oh, man. I'm sorry. Technical difficulties. No, that's okay. Can you still hear me? Yeah, I can still hear you. Can you hear me? Yes. All right. I have my next one. Cool. So we're getting into a little bit of some murdering territory here as well. This one is from July 9th, 2020. Wow. Okay. Man who tried to board plane disguised as his sister is charged with murder after body (gasps) found under floorboards. Oh my God. That's really scary. Yeah. So it's a man sad. convicted. Uh, this person had been missing for five years. 
and then the a decomposed body was found uh, under the floorboards of his home. This person looks Ugh. very scary as well, and there's a giant picture of them on my computer right now, so I'm I'm, I'm no. very scared. Jay Gardner, 55, reportedly was a suspect in the disappearance of Daniel Buckwalter, mm-hmm. 46, who vanished in Alaska in August of 2015. Okay. So he was trying to flee Alaska dressed up as his sister and I guess like took her passport and stuff. Okay. He was arrested um, at the International An- Airport in Anchorage uh, as an outstanding felony warrant for um, weapons misconduct. The scariest thing to me, even mm. though it should be the body under the floorboards and the murder is the disguising yourself as your sister. I don't know why that's so it, scary to me creepy. to get to get away yeah. from Alaska. Um, any kind of disguise is is frightening to me if you're a killer for sure. It seems extreme to dress up as your sister though. It's like just dress up as just like an anonymous stranger. Yeah, yeah I don't know. I don't know. Mm-hmm. After he was found, a warrant was executed at the the house. And they, they did find decomposed remains under the floors. Oh, Which it's so like, sad. I'll never, ever, ever understand. First of all, this guy looks nothing like his sister. Second of <laughs> all, I'll, I'll never understand people burying people in their own houses. If you're a criminal. Right? Why put it under your floorboards? Not only is it scary, it's also going to make your whole house smell like a dead person. Yeah. And it's also like the evidence is right all around you all the time. Yeah. It's At scary planning. and stinky. You know? I don't like stinky, that. stinky, a health hazard, and evidence. There's a, another know? guy, like there's another person who just found, you know, shot his wife and then cut a hole in the floor, slipped her in the hole. Put the whole the Oof. put the stuff back on top of it. That's like a classic okay. one. But this is like, that's begging to get haunted. Yes, right. And I just don't understand. This is from 2017. It almost seems like I I was look I was thinking when I was looking into this that I would find articles about like which I have skeletons found in like old buildings that have been there for like eternity. But people are still mm-hmm. doing this. I just got to say, How? first of all, don't murder. Second of all, yeah. you got you to not just put, you can't literally sweep it under the rug. Yeah, you've got to figure out what to do with it. It's not going to just go away on its own. No, no. No, Mm-mm. there's one um, in Phoenix, Arizona. A landlord was cleaning up a house when he noticed a body <laughs> under the oh, floor. That's so sad. Uh, okay, the- again under the floor. Like what? How? No. Are, first of all, I'm sorry to interrupt, but how did this many people have access to prying up their floorboards? I don't know. I don't know. Like, imagine being like, oh, yeah, I guess I'll just put something under my floor. I don't know. I guess I'll just pry up my floorboards. All right. Anyway, sorry. Um, I mean, he he noticed that the floor was uneven. So I think they didn't mm. even, like, try. 
They probably just pried up the floorboards, tucked them in, and then placed them back Ugh. on top of it. Um, Bad. Yeah, these people also did a, a, an even crazier thing of burying, taking the skull somewhere else. What? Like, what? What's the point of that? I don't understand That's... the point of that. Why not get? Oh God, I don't even know. Like, get rid of the whole thing. Like, just. Oh. That's what I would do if if I were a psycho killer. I don't know. I don't know. Seriously, it's pretty upsetting. I don't understand. There is one really fun one that I want to get into. Let me try to pull this up. Yeah. Um, this one is really spooky, but not as evil. Tell. So okay. in um. This takes place in Ireland, and I I can't tell if we've done this before, but I'm mentioning it, mentioning it again. A strong wind blew, and it blew, and this was nearly a thousand years ago when this happened. Wow! Uh, this wind blew and blew and blew, and it knocked over a 215 year old tree. And underneath the tree, entangled in the roots, was a skeleton. You probably, I think we talked about this before. It does sound familiar. Um, These are brand new images to me, though, so I don't know if we've talked about this one at length. Well, whose skeleton was it? They don't know. It's a thousand years old. They think that that the sheep farmer no they think maybe um it was a battlefield of some kind oh that makes sense and that he was killed because i guess there's a lot of um cut marks on his bones but i love to imagine when i think about a tree that maybe is this it that maybe there's a skeleton under it and literally there was that would scare me so much I know imagine you're just like what's in this spooky old tree let me just peer around and then there's just like a real human skeleton that was like clearly murdered in it yeah like like in you know sleepy holla like in a classic sleepy holly this is one that's gonna really uh rock you to your core okay mary stewart caruti Fell yeah. through the attic and got stuck in the gap between the wall space and her home. No. No, 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 no. She vanished in 2015. And her whereabouts remained a mystery. Until. No. The new tenants made the gruesome find. Wait, how? Okay. So. She'd been missing for three years. She was 61 years old. Investigators believe she got wedged in the wall space after falling through a loose board in her attic. Oh my God. Which is horrific. Yeah. Horrific. Yeah. That's so terrible. So in May of 2017, tenants moved into her home after it had foreclosed and found bone fragments. And it wasn't until Wednesday that most of her skeleton was recovered, including her skull. They found rotting clothing, sneakers, a pair of glasses, 
Oh no. Um, yeah, and photos from the scene, which I'm unfortunately can see, uh, show that it's it is the tiny space between behind a bathroom wall that she had fallen into and not been able to get out from. Yeah. Yeah. Uh she lived a secluded life. She hung tapestries on the windows to maintain privacies. She was a shut-in. You know, didn't have a lot of family. And they basically piece this together because in the attic there's a broken board that leads, like, directly down into the space. Yeah. Um, One very horrible thing is that they do describe her body as being rat-infested. No. Uh, Stop. Yeah. Oh my God. I hope. I hope that that for her sake it happened after she had already died. Yeah. Also, there were six dead cats in there as well. Oh, baby, that's too many. I wonder if that that happened after she died. Maybe her cats came to try and eat her, and they couldn't get out. Yeah. I mean, I I don't know. I don't know what could have happened. Uh, I this is one of those rare cases where I hope it was the fall that killed her, and she wasn't just stuck in the wall yeah, for days. I know. Imagine. Um, but this is like this could this could very well be true of the house I'm sitting in right now. I don't know who might have fall thrown a wall. And just be here with me. I don't know for sure. God, I guess that's true. But I feel like, I I do feel like you would know if you moved into a house and they were like, it's weird. The woman who used to live here just disappeared and was never found. Then maybe I would be like, huh. I can't believe no one checked this house. Like, for years, it For seems like, years right? and years and years, nobody checked on the cats. <laughs> nobody checked on this woman. Everybody, Mom. if you have a neighbor lady or anyone that lives alone yeah. and you don't see them for a while, just don't see them for like two days. Give them a call. Do a wellness check. Or even just like a text being like, hey, are you okay? Or if you don't know who the hell they are, call Call the folks in charge and say, I need a wellness check at number whatever street. Yeah. Because I haven't seen my little alone lady in a couple of days. Oh, so sad. You gotta look out I for do one feel, another. I feel like because there were so many gruesome details in that one, if she had been alive and tried to climb or crawl her way out, there would have prob- they probably would have mentioned it. Yeah, yeah, but she just kind of stayed where she landed. Yeah, so maybe she just died when she fell. Maybe she had some kind of aneurysm and was dead before she even hit the floor. I do hope that she was plucked out of her consciousness before any of this was realized by her. On, like, some otherworldly painkiller and Mm. was just, like, had, had a very peaceful... Time, I really hoped you know. that all she experienced was peace before uh, leaving, you know, this uh, horrific wall tomb. 
yeah. behind. Me too. Speaking of wall tombs, beetle uh-huh. bones found in wall. Pacolet house shocks the conscious. Whoa. Finding skeletal remains is rare enough, says Spattenburg County Coroner Rusty Clevenger. Rusty wow. Clevenger is a coroner's name. You can't grow up to be something other than that. That's such a character name. Rusty Clevenger. Uh, I also don't like people with the name Rusty in any kind of medical field. It seems unsanitary. The discovery (laughs) of the skeleton remains of a baby hidden in the wall of the home was a first for this coroner. We deal with every call expected the worst of the worst. We never know what to expect. This is something that shocks the conscience. Mm. They got the call Saturday night. This is from, oh my God. This is from January 2021. Um, wow. They got the call Saturday night, I guess in early January, to investigate the discovery of skeletal remains found on a wall by a person who's restoring an old mill village house of Millican Street. Listen, I think we're going to get a lot of stories like this. People are buying, snatching up old homes, renovating this year. People are fleeing the cities, buying skeleton houses. Yeah, you got it. Listen yep, to me. Those old houses, you, you know, you think you're getting skellies. a deal, but there's someone in Skeleton there. Skeleton inspection. Add it. You got your house inspector, septic inspection, skeleton inspection. Call me. I'll do it. Okay. She'll do it. She'll look in your walls. I will. I will do she it. She won't put it back up. She doesn't. She, she I'll won't. I'll come with some kind up. of a stethoscope that can mm-hmm. hear bone. Okay. Did you say a stethoscope? A stethoscope. Yes, because it did sound like that. You can hear bone. All right. I'll mm-hmm. invent it and I will come to you. Wow. So these guys, um, you know, it's not what you want to find when you're restoring an old home. No. Um, you know, the chiefs, all kinds of guys were sent to the house and indeed found bones of a small child or infant inside a wall that had oh. been there for maybe decades. God. Yes. They measured the bones, of course. That's, you know, probably Got Rusty's him. first instinct is I need to know what size these bones are. Yeah. Carefully took them from the wall and placed them in cloth, um, you know, before putting them in a pediatric body bag, taking them to the morgue. Extremely Sad. small, but they can make out arms, legs, head. They're going to investigate more. There's no update to the story yet, probably because people were like, don't tell us. We were too sad about it. So sad. Yes. I just don't know if there's anything here about um, the previous owners. I think they have nothing. They really don't know. I. That's so strange to me that like, and I know that this happens all the time, but and it's really sad, but like the idea that you could die in like your house or even your apartment and just nobody notices is so, so sad. Yeah. There's like one pretty famous story about that that haunts me. Um, is it where the woman had like automatic bill pay set up so that? Like she, nobody checked because she just was automatically paying like her utilities and stuff. I think it is. And she was in there for like 25 years. Yeah. Horrific. Just so, so scary. Um, I I will close out with something not as scary. Um, Okay. 
positive note, I'm going to actually close out on someone called the living human skeleton. (gasps) Isaac W. Sprague was an entertainer and sideshow performer billed as the living human skeleton. Okay. He was born May 21st, 1841. And this is actually a happy story in the, in the beautiful, beautiful state of Massachusetts. Wow. Although normal for most of his childhood, he began irreversibly losing weight at the age of 12. The opposite thing did happen for me after no. feeling <laughs> ill, uh, feeling ill after swimming. So I, I don't know, could have been a, like a cool parasite of some kind. Yeah. However, the weight loss continued throughout his life, despite him having a healthy appetite. So this is different than our friend Terrar, who was born yeah. with his affliction. This came later. Um, the, the condition has been described as extreme progressive muscular atrophy. Mm. Um, it did ultimately lead to his death, but he, he, he did have some good years. I'll, I'll tell you what. First, though, he bounced around job to job during his early adulthood, working as a cobbler, a grocer. His illness did keep him from continuing. And Mm. um, after his folks died, he could not work enough to support himself. So he was left unemployed. Then, of course, he was offered a job as a circus sideshow where he became known as the Living Skeleton or the original Thin Man. Wow. The original. Really wild names. P.T. Barnum then hired him the next year to work at his newly reopened American Museum. Paid him 80 a week. Uh, he remembered the moment that he was offered this job, quote, Mr. Barnum stood very near me and I overheard him say to his agent, pretty lean man, where did you scare him up? Wow. Um, The museum did burn down, you know, historically. um, And Sprague managed to escape with his life at this point. He took time off to marry his wife. Oh, cute. They had three sons who lived... Hardy, healthy, normal lives. Good, 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 good. And then he got away from the sideshow for a while, but he had to go back to it for financial reasons. Mm. You know, but he found real work eventually. I also found out that it was like a a gimmick during this time to have the the thin thin men and like fat ladies marry each other in sideshows, which is so crazy. Oh, wow. Like like a poem. Jack Sprack could eat no fat. His wife could eat no lean. Yeah. One of my saddest poems to remember. (laughs) Um, Yeah. Yeah. One thing that he did to try to get more nutrients is carry a milk flask around his neck that he would sip from time to time. Go on. Wow. Yeah. 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 But the, the moral of this is that he had three wonderful, he had a beautiful family, a beautiful family. Sounds like he had. Then nice, he found a, nice a new joy life. in life, saying life that had at times seemed so little worth preserving now seemed more precious. Oh, that is very sweet. Yeah, so that's the living skeleton for you. Mm. I'm sorry that my my coverage was so upsetting and weird this week. I did have another story about oh. a wall made of bones. But, I mean, why? Why get into it, you know? Yeah. I think that, look, like, they can't all be uplifting. Some of them, ghost stories are going to be gruesome and sad. Yeah. 
And I think that ha knowing to be on the lookout for a skeleton in your wall is valuable information. Yeah, I do wish there I was think. a test to conduct for that kind of thing. You might be able to get some kind of uh, bonometer that you can take into the room and kind of it can read the, the air. Okay. For bone particles. I think you're right. I think that you could probably get a bonometer if you wanted to. I think it's just dogs, right? Cadaver dogs. Oh, I think it's yeah. Just dogs a is dog what we're might be able to do that. Yeah. Bring you a could, dog I mean, to the house that you want to buy. A dog is nature's bonometer, yeah. Yeah. Bring a dog. When you have your house inspection, bring a dog. Mm -hmm. Bring a cadaver you dog. You got to. Let it roam. Go on Go on Craigslist, locate a cadaver dog, mm -hmm. set her set her free in your house. Yeah. Let her just have a sniff. Just let her do her work. Wow. Let them work, let them live. That's true. Well, I have some fun ones for you Great. to Thank balance you. it out. Um, I'm going to be telling you today about some ancient foods that have been discovered. What? Ancient, delicious food. I can't hear about this right now. <laughs> Please continue. Okay. So I, I do want to say, because I didn't, this is all from uh, Mental Floss and Ranker, just for the record. Great. These are, yeah. First up, mummy cheese. You heard no. right. The pharaohs may not curse you for consuming ancient cheese found in the tomb of Tom his during a 2013 excavation, but you'd probably wind up with a nasty case of brucellosis, an infectious disease caused by eating unpasteurized dairy products. You can get that Straight. just at like a Williamsburg restaurant. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Or you could get it from an ancient mom if you want him. Yeah, um, if you if you want yeah. a better story for sure. Yeah, if you have access, why not? The cheese residue dates back some 3,200 years and is the first known example of cheese in ancient Egypt. It's thought to contain sheep and goat milk, but the taste would likely leave a lot to be desired. Professor Paul Kinstead, uh, who's an expert on the history of cheese, told the New York Times that this particular one would probably taste really, really acidy. Oh, I might Egypt like that then. A lemon I cheese? I know, right? Mm. Yeah, like a little kick to yeah, it. Yum, a lime know? cheese? Yum. It's like sharp, like a sharp cheddar. I like that. Um, but there are more mummies with cheese, not just Egyptian Can mummies. I, I don't understand. Are they buried with the cheese? They are, All I'll right. tell they're you. They're not the source of the cheese. No, they're not producing the okay. cheese, although I bet, you know, I don't, I we can't get no. into that. But... Yeah, there were mummies in 2014 discovered in uh, the Chinese desert Taklamakan. I'm sorry if I'm pronouncing that wrong. Taklamakan. Um, 200 mummies buried there. Nearly 4,000 years old, wearing clothes uh, that they were buried in upside down in boats. Um, they were... Buried carrying chunks of cheese tied around their necks. Wow. The dry and salty soil of the desert preserved the mums and the cheese for thousands of years. What is a block bearing of cheese going to set me back if I wanted... A chunk of cheese around your neck? No, I mean, if I wanted to buy one of these ancient cheeses, mm -hmm. what's it going to set me back, you think? Ooh. 
I I don't re- I, I don't know the market price of many antiquities, but for these I'm going to quote $100,000. Oh. Which I think is reasonable. Yeah, that's on par with some caviars around the world, I'm sure. Yeah, uh, for sure. Yeah. Okay, next up, world's oldest wine. Yum, wow. yum, yum. Ancient cheese, old ass wine. Um, 6,000 years before Jesus was said to have turned water into wine, people in, present, in the present-day nation of Georgia were concocting their own fermented grape juice. Um, the art of winemaking has been around for 5,000-plus years. Or, sorry, since uh, around 5,000 BCE. But prehistoric pottery shards found in Georgia last year debunked the theory. Oh, I'm sorry. Let me say that again. The art of winemaking was previously thought to have started around 5000 BCE. Got it. Prehistoric pottery shards found in Georgia debunk that theory. Okay. Got it. A chemical analysis revealed that the clay pieces contained traces of citric acid, grape pollen, and even signs of prehistoric fruit flies, leading researchers to theorize that the clay pieces once formed decorative vats used to hold vast quantities of wine, around 400 bottles worth. Wait, so it's even older than than what they thought before? Yeah, apparently. Wow. Uh, Yeah, it it is about a thousand years older than what they originally thought. I do love to think Um, that wine was one of the first ever inventions. It is very fun that people were like, we didn't know exactly what we needed but now that it's here <laughs> oh boy we nailed it yeah um a few years ago uh the oldest unopened bottle of wine was discovered in a roman tomb near spire germany the 1700 year old bottle was discovered during the excavation of a roman roman nobleman's tomb dating between 325 and 359 ce wow um It survived the fall of Rome, the rise of the Holy Roman Empire, several major wars, and all of modern history remaining intact. A combination of olive oil poured in the bottle and also a thick wax seal preserved the contents. Also, the handles are shaped like dolphins, which is really fun. And somebody who's a wine professor named Monica Christman warned it would not bring joy to the palate to drink it. How does she know? She's a killjoy. I'll try it. Let us drink it. Let me drink the forbidden wine. Mm. Next up, Stephanie, we have bog butter. Oh, no. I don't, I don't want to know about it, but I know I have to. I mean, you I, do. are you not enticed by the words bog butter? I have a... Just tell me what it is. I can't. Right. I can't be In left. In 2009... Peach workers in Ireland recovered 77 pounds of booter from an oak barrel that had been dumped in a bog and forgotten for 3,000 okay, years. So that's way better than... I keep thinking that the, the, the food is made of the... From whence it's called found. Like, no, no. That would be disgusting yeah. if it was like butter rendered from yeah. a bog mummy. Yeah. No. No, no. These are real foods. These are real foods. That's um, fun. I would eat that. I would eat bog butter 3, now. 3,000-year-old bog butter? Yeah. It would probably be so smoky from all the peat. Yeah. Oh my god, it would be delicious. Mm, it's like a delicious cobra um, or a Kerrygold. Right? Mm. Oh my god, so good. Considering that it was such a huge batch of butter, again, 77 pounds, historians believed it was made by the community and then submerged in water to preserve it and hide it from thieves. 
Um, the butter has turned a whitish color over the course of three millennia, but otherwise remained remarkably intact. Oh my God. Did someone eat it? Tell me someone ate it. Well, uh, the conservator at the National Museum of Ireland called it a national treasure. She said, you can't be going hacking bits of it off for your toast. Ha 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 ha. Why not? Now that they've uncovered it and oxidized it, it's just going bad at this point. I know. I think that she, I think that the whole joke is that she's like, it is real butter still. It's good butter, but don't take it, please. It's a national treasure. Why not? That's so stupid. I know. The people of Ireland deserve to take it. You know, the bog people obviously buried it just in time to have their village ransacked. I know. And they left this butter for us to enjoy later in life. And now we found it. And I think we should all eat it. I think at least one person has to have snuck a little piece. Somebody out there has tasted it. Someone licked it. You know it happened. Someone licked it. Somebody. We want to hear from you, person. Write to us. Mm. Next up, we have flood noodles. Come on. I'm sorry, but picture this meal. This this we're setting up a delicious meal. You got noodles, butter, and wine too, honestly. Mm -hmm. Wow. Flood noodles. There are dozen dozens, if not hundreds, of noodle varieties in China alone. But before the advent of wheat or rice noodles, one of the first kinds ever documented in the country and the world was a bowl of 4,000-year-old millet noodles discovered at the Lagia archaeological site along the Yellow River. It's believed that an earthquake and subsequent flood caused a hapless diner to abandon his meal, leaving the bowl of overturned noodles on the ground for millennia. Can you imagine you're just like, you knock over a bowl of food when you're running away from something yeah. and it just stays there for thousands of years. Honestly, I've seen so many like overturned spaghetti to go containers on the streets in New York. Yeah. And, you know, under different circumstances, that could become an ancient artifact. Right? Mm. So easily, it seems. Um, the helping of thin, long noodles was sealed off and was found beneath 10 feet of sediment. Because it created like an air pocket in the bowl wow. when the water went over it. Um, so this finding also suggests that noodles originated in Asia rather than Europe. Our data demonstrates that the noodles were probably initially made from a species of domesticated grasses native to China. Um, a professor told BBC News, this is in sharp contrast to modern Chinese noodles or Italian pasta, which are mostly made of wheat. Today. This makes sense to me that that's where they would originate from. Yeah, for sure. I also didn't realize before I read this that it was thought that noodles originated in Europe. I didn't, I would never have assumed that. I would never have assumed that either. Um, next Europe up, is barely we, old enough to have been the origin of anything. I know. I, and, and noodles seem just like. One of, they would have been, in my mind, one of the first foods that I thought of. <laughs> I guess that's if also I were ancient, true, yeah. If I were ancient man, noodles, yeah. they just they just seem right. I guess to, for a first try. to explain myself, like the noodle clearly predates what we think of as like a modern Europe capable of like cuisine establishing. Right, like making, yeah. like rolling out pasta yeah. and like, you know, doing all that. Because, like, a noodle itself, you can just, like, make a dough and then just make one long noodle. Mm-hmm. And, you know, There was a, a time noodle. when an eel was a noodle. Oh, wow. Think about that. I mean, I think that time is still happening. Yeah. Somewhere. Well, mm-hmm. somewhere. 
Next up, we have a prehistoric PETA. <laughs> in July 2018, in a stone fireplace in Jordan's Black Desert, archaeologists archeologi mm -hmm. unearthed the oldest piece of bread ever discovered. The 14,400-year-old no. flatbread. Can you even no. imagine? No. I got to keep these in my fridge because they get moldy after one day. How did this one survive that long? 14,000 because it's it's a good recipe. It's a hearty wow. recipe. It's made from wild cereals similar to barley, einkorn, mm. and oats. Mm. Tubers from an aquatic plant, I guess, like maybe some kind of seaweed, were also another ingredient, which lent the bread a gritty texture and a salty taste. Wow. Sounds good. How do they know what it... Now, these people ate it. They, they tasted it. These people must have eaten yeah. it. They ate it. Mm. They ate it. Oh, also, it's kind of weird to me to like lick a 14,000-year-old bread and be like, salty. Like, duh. Salty. Duh. Hmm. Of course it's going to be... Can you salty the feeling of darkness that would overwhelm me if I realized I had just eaten a 14,000 year old thing? Yeah, I think that I would feel like a tidal wave of doom had just crashed. Yeah, crashed over me. Yeah, even if I, I like accidentally use like almond milk a day after the sell by, mm -hmm. I feel like um physically there's something wrong yeah. even though there's certainly not i know i think i would just be like this bread is older than the world mm -hmm. and i am going to transcend dimensions yes yeah. now yeah also well, you would certainly trip oh my god who even knows what kind of fungus yeah. is just embedded within oh, it yeah. um we have a delicious shipwrecked salad dressing up next. You what? <laughs> the contents of a jar recovered from an ancient shipwreck in the Aegean Sea wouldn't seem out of place in a modern Mediterranean recipe. Wow. Discovered in 2004 off the coast of the Greek island Chios, the sunken ship dates back to 350 BC, a time when the Roman Republic and Athenian Empire ruled the region. The contents were analyzed, at which time archaeologists learned that one of the amphoras contained olive oil mixed with oregano, a recipe designed to stand the test of time. Wow. Um, quote, if you go up into the hills of Greece today, the older generation of women know that adding oregano, thyme, or sage not just flavors the oil, but helps preserve it longer, maritime archaeologist Brendan Foley told Live you Science. You don't say. Wow. You don't say. I know. Oh. So you put a little salad dressing, you know, you could dip your pita in that even if you wanted to. Mm. Oh, you could put a little on your noodles. It would probably be so good on the noodles with mm. the old cheese. Yeah. These are just ingredients for a delicious meal. Mm. We should do a mummy dinner party. Oh, I mean, yeah, we should. Yeah. Next up, primordial popcorn. No. This this is, I can't wait is to show you the maybe the most ancient one? It's not, none of them are as old as the pita. Okay. But this is pretty old. It's 6,700 years old. Jesus Christ. And the discovery of corn microfossils and an analysis of ancient corn, cobs, husks, tassels, and stalks found in present-day Peru led us to learn that popcorn has been a favorite indulgence for thousands of years. Wow. 
Yeah, people in what is now Peru were eating popcorn and other corn-based foods up to 6,700 years ago. What have I always said? Corn. Corn is the spice of life. I American the, the photo. It really should. At this point, it definitely should. I don't have it pulled up, but I will text it to you the photo of this ancient corn. It is popped on the on the on the stalk. I love on that. the cob. It's very fun. It's popped on the cob. And I just think we need to do that this summer, first of all. 100%. You know that I texted last night that I'm going to build a wall around my home of just corn. Yeah. A corn. Because I feel like if it's popped on the cob, you can just. Yeah, like a popsicle. Like a corn popsicle. Can you, I mean, does the, how do you dry out the corn while it's on the cob so you pop it, though? That's the problem, I, I guess. Well, I think you'd get a food dehydrator of some kind. Yeah. We'll have to look into it, but there's got to be a way. There's, there's a, a will, way. there always is. Where there's a corn, there's a way. The corn, I'll do anything almost. Well, we can eat it with our final ancient snack, buried beef jerky. Yum. Yum. You know that lasts doesn't forever. Doesn't surprise me. Yeah, it doesn't surprise me that beef jerky is mm. super old. Um... Different varieties of dried and preserved meats have been enjoyed around the world throughout history, from ancient Egypt to Rome to the Incan Empire. Perhaps unsurprisingly, early Chinese civilizations had their own versions of the snack, too. Much like uh, ancient soups, which were discovered. I didn't even touch on the ancient soups. There's too much there for me to even get into. 2,000-year-old beef jerky was unearthed from a tomb in the village of Wanli during an excavation project that started in 2009. Yum. Yum. Over the millennia, it turned a less-than-appetizing shade of dark green due to carbonization, but it didn't shrink one bit, proving that it had been dried prior to being placed in the tomb. So... I'd eat it. It is green, but it's... Didn't shrink. Green meat from ham, okay? This was just, it was prophesied that one day would come. And it's preserved. And it is preserved. It's a vegetable now. Oh my God. And it's the perfect final course. It's a dessert meat. Oh my God. Delicious. Let me. That is a full course. Let me say that that was beautiful and wonderful and I loved it. But while you were doing that, I also got a little bit inspired to look up something for you. Have you ever looked up the menus on the Titanic? Oh yes, there. I I looked them up recently. I I was looking He's them incredible. up when I researched it. You know that our friend Allison went to mm-hmm. a, a Stanley Hotel. That's right. She went to a recreation of the Last Dinner on the Titanic, and they fed her squab, and she said it was fucking disgusting. True. 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 Now, it looks like this, there were many choices. There is a lot of like boiled stuff. It's honestly, this first class luncheon menu doesn't look that bad. Mm. We got mashed fried and a baked jack of potato, custard pudding, okay. apple meringue, yeah. grilled mutton chops, eggs, all kinds of ways. Oh, okay. Yeah. Beef, salmon mayonnaise, which I don't know what that is. Norwegian Sounds anchovies, good. yum. Mm-hmm. Roast beef, veal, mm. ham pie. These all do sound good. I and think the cheese the course. Menus, this sounds better than the dinner menu that I was looking at, which was like 
four different like blanched and boiled courses and then like a squab and maybe it was the second class menu it looks like asparagus the breakfast for second class was fruit oats honey hominy and also corn good this looks good to me i think the dinner menus are the ones that feel very stodgy okay that is right i'm looking at a dinner one now tapioca to start Mm. no thank you yeah boiled rice another Mm. Just white thing that you serve by the hundreds. Yeah. Potato, another white thing. Plum pudding, yet another spoon food. Wine jelly, you still only used a spoon. (laughs) Coconut sandwich, also white. And then ice cream. That's a spoon and hands dinner. What on God's green earth? is a coconut sandwich. I am going to have to Google it right now. It's C-O-C-O-A-N-U-T. Coconut. And then the it's a real third thing. class. Breakfast is oatmeal, herring, potatoes, ham and eggs, fried bread and butter, Swedish bread and coffee, marmalade and tea. Dinner is rice soup, biscuits, Roast beef, corn, potatoes, plum pudding in a sauce with some fruit at the end. Okay. The the worst class on this boat still eats better than I do. Supper was, of course, gruel. Oh, God. So that you do need to consider that, though. Coconut sandwiches sound actually really good. Let me see. Let me see if I can look this up. It looks to me kind of like cinnamon toast, but with coconut. Ooh, interesting. I wonder if it just means something else because it was the dinner menu or maybe it was. I know. Maybe it was a dessert course. I don't know. Oh my God. Wait, there's a a website called Downton Abbey Cooks that has an article called Planning Your Titanic Tribute, Just Desserts. Wow. And coconut uh, sandwiches on here. Wow. Yum. Well, we I'm about to go make myself a coconut sandwich. Yum. Oh, ew. Peaches and chartreuse jelly. No. There's a photo of it. That looks really sickening. Any kind disgusting. of aspic I can't look at in person. Oof. It's just like, I know that they're peaches, but it looks like canned peaches, like in syrup no. with aspic around no. it. And it's really good. Why would you do that to a delicious fruit cocktail? One of nature's greatest fancies and delights. Oh, okay. I see the photo on this site of coconut sandwiches. Yeah, they look like, um, yeah, they look like little cookie cakes. Yum. They look tasty. Yum. I love it. I love it. I just thought Mm -hmm. about a delicious cocktail, which is just the juice from a fruit cocktail. And then that's that's it. And then probably vodka. Yum. Yeah, that actually would work. Give you a little headache, but it would be worth it. Everything gives me a headache. Yeah. That's my secret nowadays is that I always have a Taste. headache. That's my secret. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Do you have a tip for the listeners? I think it's still going to be check on your neighbors and make sure they're okay. Yeah. Um, don't let anybody fall through their roof and then no one knows for three years. Mm. Um, You know, 
don't be a, a nosy neighbor but or a busybody, but definitely do just check in yeah. in your own way. I think that's a nice tip. Um, I think, uh, you know, wave when you see somebody. Make sure that you know. Have each other's contact yeah, info. That's a good tip. Yeah. I'll say if you do encounter, oh, man, there was a story like this past week about a man getting into a, an argument over shoveling snow and then just like shooting his neighbors and then killing himself. Wow. Don't let it get that bad, everybody. You got to take a, ch- you got to cool out. You got to cool a out. Take a five. You got to cool out. And if it does happen that you do not cool out and you hot in, what you have mm-hmm. to do if you do kill someone is turn yourself in immediately and don't rip up your floorboards and put them in there. Don't put them under the floorboards. They're gonna, you're gonna get in trouble and it's gonna destroy your house because it's yes. gonna smell so bad. It's gonna be a health hazard. Mm-hmm. It's gonna be disgusting. Mm-hmm. <sighs> yep. Just do anything else. Don't put anybody in the walls. They don't wanna be there. No. I guarantee it. No, no, no. I think that my tip is um, if you work in a museum or you're an archaeologist and you discover or come across an ancient food, you simply must sample it. Yeah, before they tell you no, just go for it. Just get in there. Even if you're not 100% sure if it's food, just try it. Yeah. Just like even like just scrape a little bit off with your nail and go, Mm -hmm. give it a try. Just uh, just a nibble because guess what? Best case scenario, you just had the most delicious smoked peat butter known to man. You know? Yes. And you're also, you know, you're you're also tripping for the next seven weeks because that's true. So much I would also it. add maybe just have always a small package of Westminster oyster crackers near you at all times. Yeah. Because that way you have a soup cracker that you can use to sample with. You can sample with it. If it doesn't happen to be a soup that you've come across, you can at least dip the cracker into it or chase it. Lord knows it. I've I've eaten an oyster cracker with butter on it. Just Oh my god. All so the time. tasty. So good. All the time. When when your girl was a little bit short on coins, mm-hmm. she did have melted butter with oyster crackers. I'm gonna say two mm-hmm. times for dinner once. <laughs> and that's wow. real. Yeah. That does sound, I know that it's like not a, not a great like meal in terms of nutrients, but it sounds delicious. Not a horrible one. Not a horrible one. Put no? some salt on could there. Be worse. Mm, it could yum. be worse. Mm. Yeah. I mean, I used to buy saltines for a nickel in middle school mm-hmm. and just crunch on saltines, you know? You overpaid. I, you're telling me. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, the nickels I Saltines are basically free. That's the one food I feel like you could get for free without barely mm-hmm. trying. Yeah, you just have to look in the right place. If you're looking at like any kind of like ugh, any kind of public place like a school where they just have like a like a true bucket yeah. of them. What is a food just... that you haven't bought for like 10 years? But you've certainly mm-hmm. had many, many times. Saltines is on the list for me. Saltines is on the list. I would say like those um, snack packs of Pringles. Like I feel like those are just always around 
whether in like your own office or if you go to visit another like a friend at their office mm. before you like get dinner I feel like those are always in offices no, you're lucky I haven't encountered packs. a Pringle in the wild like that before yeah I really haven't I'm trying to think of other ones I know there's more certainly yeah. like a snack wells I've probably mm-hmm. had but not ever yeah. bought in my life yeah um I I I don't think I've bought a graham cracker ever. Oh, I have. They're really fun to just have around. I love a malted cracker. Delicious. They're tasty. They're easy to snack on. It never comes up. I'm sure there's more. Yeah. Saltines. You know, that that two-pack. You know. Mm -hmm. Oh, of course. Saltines. It comes on the side of soup. Sometimes it's just where the utensil station is. You get free saltines. Yeah. Oh, you know what I never buy, but I always, I truly do always have. I mean, why would I buy these? But ketchup packets, sure. I've just got so many. Oh my God. Yeah. So many. I Same really miss wasabi. Like, that's true. Always got wasabi. I miss a deli and just getting like a, a sandwich. And then for reasons I don't know, I just stick my hand in the little tin and I, I pull out a, a just a wad of ketchups. You got to get a wad of ketchups, like like 50 napkins and an extra just like one extra plastic fork because you never know and you know what it's not even like we waste those things i've got like a whole no they live in the drawer yeah they live in in the the drawer drawer. yep they're there you use them you know they're gonna it's gonna come up yep you're gonna want to sit outside with a fork and you're not gonna want to bring a house fork that's true or you'll you'll want to maybe bring some kind of a fruit salad with you yeah. On your way somewhere and you need some kind of a disposable fork. Yeah, you're not going to bring your house fork and then what? Put it in your purse? I remember I mean, you once could, your beloved roommate, <laughs> Zach. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I was like, is she, which roommate is she going to mention? <laughs> so in the context, I'm referring to him as my roommate because one time... Yes. Zach did ask me if I was just taking the house forks with me to school and throwing them away. And I was like, no. They kept going missing? I guess we were missing forks. And he was That's like, have you just been taking these forks with you? And I'm like, no. Why would I do that? Why would you ever do that? I want you to ask him after I'm we stop if him. he really thinks that I just took the forks and threw them away. I can't wait to ask him, honestly. <laughs> I can't even imagine why, why I'm feeling like you can ask somebody that and not, and being like, <laughs> this won't come off as completely unhinged. To it wasn't someone. accusatory at all. It was asked as though it were something I might do. Like, hey, you're not by any chance taking the houseworks to school with you and throwing them away, are you? <laughs> Just checking. Just want to know. I think you just started with like, are you like, I just like, I don't know where the forks are going. Like, are you by any chance taking the forks? And I was like, taking them in what sense? Maybe I will start (laughs) squirreling away a fork a week and just see how long it takes him to notice that we're losing (laughs) forks. That actually would be so funny. This was the greatest mystery when we were living there. Did you have to buy new forks? I honestly don't I mean, remember what happened. We we I could have had like, some kind of an a, a goblin. 
You might have had a goblin. I also do have to say, like, there is a big bag of silverware, like, on in a drawer somewhere that we've never even dug into that has, like, at least a full set of silverware in it that I'm sure was here also when you lived here. I don't know. So even if you did run out of forks, there was definitely a hidden bag. There's nowhere for the forks to hide. There's really... To hide. I mean, I remember checking I mean, the Lazy Susan cabinet. I looked everywhere yeah. for those spare forks. We're gonna, uh, we're gonna have to take apart uh, the old couch this weekend to get ready for the new mm. couch. So I'll let you know if there are forks in there. This is just you know, like finding so, a human but... skeleton in the walls. But when they open the walls oh. of that building, it will be forks. If I open the back of that couch up and forks pour out, I'm gonna have to go to the hospital. <laughs> <laughs> not gonna be okay oh listeners thank you for keeping up with us uh email us at that spirit podcast gmail.com follow us on instagram and twitties yeah at the that's a spirit podcast stay safe and stay well out there yeah stay home and stay healthy yes and stay warm and stay cozy and stay Cool and, and stay hot. kind. Yeah, that too. And if you're not kind, stay, get kind. Get kind and stay hopeful. Mm-hmm. It's going to be warm soon. And uh, we're going to be great. We love you and we'll see you in hell. We love you. Okay, we'll see you there. Bye. Bye.